Hello and welcome to the Battleline Podcast, where we have conversations on that collision of space between community, faith, and culture. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Satterley, and here with me is the editor of Peer Magazine, my co-host in life, my co-host on this podcast, Major Stop. Jamie like Satterley. That. Nope, don't like it. Hey. <laughs> How you doing today? I'm doing good. Doing All right. Good. We also have with us here our a co-host, our producer, the one who makes this whole thing run. And can we say she's also a major? She's majorly important. Elizabeth, Elizabeth. <laughs> call you major, Elizabeth. <laughs> Elizabeth, how are you doing today? I am totally stoked to be here with the majors. Oh, man. It does yeah. sound weird. It, we does. it does. I automatically feel 27 years older. Real quick note, for those of you who are wondering what in the world's going on right now, Major Jamie, Saturday and myself have been officers 15 years. And in the Salvation Army, once you become an officer for 15 years, you're no longer a captain. You move up in rank to majors. But you usually equivocate majors as old people. Sorry to everybody out there who just got offended, but that's the way it looks. So we're now uh, listed with the old people, but that's cool. 15 years of serving the Lord through the Salvation Army. I've talked too much. Captain Jamie, bring us into our episode. Yeah, so today's episode, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago, we talked about moms for Mother's Day. Now it's dad's turn. Father's Day is coming. So um, we're going to look at uh, some fathers, some famous fathers on TV and movies and see what kind of spiritual conversations or insights we can learn from them. Yep, I always they, love these. Yeah, this is good. So, I, always, I mean, I have opinions about, especially about the way they portray dads in pop culture. <laughs> we So how we did this was we just took 10 random good and bad dads. We're even going to kind of bend the rules and put some uncles in there who have uh, maybe some uh, authority over their uh, nephews or sons. All right. And so good dads, bad dads, on the fence dads from TVs or movies. Um, we're going to talk them over here. We're going to see what like truth, capital T, truth in scripture, we can learn from them, um, have some fun with it. But also at the end, we'll try to decide uh, good dad or bad dad, listener, wherever you are, play along with us. You can decide eh, good dad, bad dad. Uh, you have to make the same call at home. Are you ready? Let's fire into this first. It's a person that perhaps is not, uh, ooh, I, I use the phrase person uh loosely but a dad that was not very uh, much thought of as being a dad but first we're going to go with mario's the plumber the nintendo game his arch enemy king koopa also known as bowser all right so um those of you who don't know he's a video game villain uh they've been uh king koopa and mario have been fighting it out since 1985 Woo. all right um king koopa has seven kids we're going to call him king koopa for the duration of this seven kids uh elizabeth and captain uh, major jamie do you want to i'm gonna do that all episode we'd better just prepare you can just give call me, me jamie just want to give what guess one of king koopa's kids names one koopa jr <laughs> sorry uh fake news if you look on wikipedia it oh bowser jr same thing no it's not on my list, so well, sorry. Well, your list is wrong. Wikipedia uh, is always right. We we know. Go, ding, check it out. Elizabeth, do you want to take a guess at one of King Koopa's kids' names? I'm going to go with Princess Tangerine. Mm, good guess. Sorry. Here's the seven that I have. Major, Jamie, Larry, Morton, Wendy, Iggy, Roy, Lemmy, and Ludwig. Uh, well, none of those were listed out in Wikipedia, so <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. All right, so here's what it is. Bowser is a, a bad guy in a video game, but he's also portrayed throughout the video game series, all these different video game titles, as being a loving and attentive father. He calls his son when he's about to battle Mario and say, hey, are you okay? What are you up to? There's a scene in a Mario game where the son answers the phone and says, hey, dad, I can't talk right now. I'm about to battle Mario. But I would say that's maybe a good thing. One of the things that's on his bad side is he also uses his seven children to try to kill his arch enemy. When you use your kids to yeah. do your dirty work, that also might put them in harm's you. way. Yeah, to go in here and fight this little plumber and his brother to get who are going to destroy you. The whole point is to kill you. Bounce that's on their, their heads, Jamie. Okay, they, always, they come back. So they always listen, come back. I don't know why we're arguing about this. Koopa is a bad dad for two reasons. One, he kidnaps Princess Peach all the time. 
and teaches his son to do the same thing. Okay, that's bad dad parenting right there. Also, again, according to the Wikipedia, uh, it says that um, in uh, Super Mario Brothers 3, Bowser is the father of the Koopalings, the biological father. But since their return in the new Super Mario Brothers and the Wii, they're not his kids anymore. They're his minions. He only has Bowser Jr. So are they his kids? Are they not his kids? Sometimes, yes, when he needs them, but no, in the updated, in the updated, he's like, nope, not my children. They're just my little minions. I only have Bowser Jr. That's problematic parenting. So I don't think we could say anything other than bad dad for yeah. Bowser. All right. Well, um, okay. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, you know, there is Psalm 127, four and five who say, blessed him is whose quiver is full of the children are like arrows and bless them whose quiver is full of them. And King Koopa has got a quiver full of arrows. Let me just tell you. All right. All right. So here we go. Elizabeth, good dad, bad dad. Any thoughts? What do you think? Well, I always like to be Princess Peach when I play, and you can't kidnap my favorite character. Right. So, gotta be right. bad dad. Okay. Yeah. I think I'm going to go. I'm going to think I'm going to go overall bad dad. When you use your children as your minions, that becomes bad dad. Yes. You agree. All right. Also, one little quick before, before we leave King Koopa. Also, we also all know that Princess Peach is not the mother of those children. We can all tell that, right? So, I'm just going to say, Koopa, whoever your wife is, you need to stay loyal, bro. Stay loyal, because the princess ain't the mother of those children. This is nobody knows who his who the mom is. Those kids just spawned I, like the little broccoli creatures. And uh, I'm just assuming. <laughs> I don't think that Princess Peach is the mother of those children. As much as he no, tries to he her. tries to take her all the time. I'm sure there's a mom somewhere, but even the people who created it say they don't know who the mom is. Which King Koopa seems she's, outside of the realm of possibility to me. But she's just not that into you, King Koopa. Okay. All right. All right. Next, let's move to the next dad. Listeners, that's up to you. King Koopa, good dad, bad dad. Here we go. Next one from the number three best movie of all time. Wait, number three. Consistently voted the one of the best top five, one of the best movies of all time. And it was to my horror to find out that Major Jamie and Elizabeth have not seen this movie. I've seen pieces. I haven't seen the whole thing. What's number one and two? Uh, it's always Citizen Kane is number one. And, uh, no, and like, that's terrible. And Casablanca is usually up there. Okay. As well. All right. Maybe, but mm, I disagree with both one and three. That's so, a story for another day. Another day, another day. <laughs> so the father we're going to talk about, Good Dad, Bad Dad, comes from the movie The Godfather. That's just a lot of noise there. There you go, All singing right. again. Vito Corleone is the godfather. He's the grandfather in the movie, but he's also the godfather, the crime boss. He runs a legitimate, I'm doing air quotes for those who can't say, olive oil business, but he also <laughs> it's a sells the vices, right? He sells, they gamble, there's prostitution, these, you know, all these terrible things. So here's, here's what we need to know about Corleone. Is he a good dad or a bad dad? He is a kind, generous man. How can you be a kind man if you're in charge of the mafia? Who lives? He lives by a strict moral code, right? Uh, like you got to be. You're respectful. I feel like we're stretching Friendship moral code. Are important. He says this quote. This is a direct quote from him in the movie. A man who doesn't spend time with his family can never be a real man. But can we say that he is a good dad when he runs a mafia? Go ahead, Cam Jamie Elizabeth. No, I don't jump, think Major so. Jamie Elizabeth, jump in. No, listen, his, the whole thing, like, so it's just tough, right? Problematic. He loves his family. He loves his yes. children. He However, sure he raises them to be part of a criminal enterprise. Are you saying Can that this say goes that's back? a good dad? Are you saying this goes back to King Koopa? And I think we're going to see this thing, this, this argument right here throughout our whole podcast is, can a person be a good, a bad person and a good dad? That's going to be the generation. That's, yes. the, that's the question. So if you take out all the parts about criminal activity, <laughs> then I guess you could say that he's a good dad because he loves his family. He wants to spend time for them. He wants to provide for them. The problem is, right, this is what makes life so challenging, right? You can't separate some of these things. And we could talk about this, not just in pop culture with um, dads and things, but we could talk about this a lot in real life when there are problematic people who also may have made valuable contributions to society. It's hard for us to separate like 
to balance those things out, you know, say good or bad. I just don't think for me that I can say a good dad if he's teaching all these horrible things to his children. Okay. I don't know. All right. Elizabeth, thoughts? I read he was a ruthless, violent criminal. (laughs) That's bad news. And I think it's part two, I think, where they show him growing up. They, it's like a prequel. It's a sequel, but it's a prequel. It's like his origin story. And he's pretty, he's pretty, uh, yeah. Thumbs down you don't get to be the leader of the mafia by being a swell guy. That's true. So, I, so all right, here we go. Well, this is, well, here's something real quick. The lesson that we can learn from him, I think, that dads can learn from him, is that respect and friendship are very important to him. He always tries to solve a problem first by being respectful and friendly and then when people he said i'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse that means going for the knees <laughs> he's gonna swim with the fishes whatever <laughs> right so um yeah there's there's some life lessons from here from him as well do what you say you're gonna do and then most importantly i think that we learn don't go against the family <laughs> all right so good dad or bad Maybe don't dad. raise your kids to be criminals <laughs> good dad or bad dad uh, uh major jamie what's up mm, bad dad Elizabeth. Bad dad. I'm going to go good dad only because, because. Yeah. Is it the, like, what is the role of a father, right? I'm, I'm just going to gonna train say, a child in the way he should go. Is he doing that? Is he, tra- he's training them in mm-hmm. a way. Okay. Is it in the way that he should go? When you, no, it is not. When you throw scripture at me like that, it makes me, uh, makes me, uh. He loves his kids. Yeah. That's, that's one point in his favor. Right. But okay. there's 773 bad points, so I think that <laughs> wins the day. All right, let's move on to dad number three. Again, we have 10 dads here. So dad three comes from another movie. This movie was voted the set, well, not voted. It was the second best foreign film so far in American history. All right, you want to guess what the number one most foreign film was? Go ahead, uh, Elizabeth. Spirited Away. No, sorry. Oh. <laughs> the, I guess this one was going by ticket sales. So number one goes to uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Oh, that's gonna be my guess. Was the was the was the one, and then, so number two goes to an Italian movie called Life Is Beautiful, and that's where we get the dad from this one. His name is Guido, which is such a. A, like a stereotype of an Italian name, but I had to look up how to say the last name in Italian correctly. It's Guido Orefice. Or a feature. All right. So if you don't know the story, Life is Beautiful was a movie made in 1997, and you need to watch this movie. It really is a good movie, but it's about this uh, Jewish Italian guy who is in the middle of World War II. He uh, meets this lady. Like the first part of the movie, he's, chase- he's chasing this Gentile woman named Dora. They get married. They have a kid. But then, of course, the Holocaust happens in the concentration camps, and because he's Jewish, the family's hauled away. Well – Guido, the whole movie, the whole second half of the movie, convinces his son. His son's like four years old and one of the cutest like child actors ever, right? The whole time they're in this concentration camp, he's trying to convince his son that they are not in a concentration camp, but they are in a giant game. And the winner gets a tank. And you get points if you hide yourself so that the Germans can't see you or that if you uh, can uh, don't ask about your mom and all this stuff and don't cry, then you get points. And if you get you lose points if you're seen or if you complain or if you cry or you argue. And if you get a thousand points, you get a tank. So I'm not going to ruin the movie for you, um, but it is a spectacular movie. So. Um, I think you get to be a good dad when you're in a concentration camp and you're convincing your son this is just a game. Go ahead, yeah, Captain. I mean, Major so Jamie. it is the um, – so it did – there was a lot of mixed reviews on it. So it was, it was widely regarded as a fantastic movie. It does have its critics, who people who say that it treats the Holocaust lightly. I don't think – and they even – I read an interview where they talked to the guy, uh, Roberto Benigni, I think is his name. Yeah, that's um, his actor's name, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they talked to him about it and he said, you know, he's, he's sorry that it came across that way to people. It was not the way that it was attended at all. Um, the, like the, it's not meant to make light of the Holocaust, but he was trying to protect his son to shield his son in the, in the, uh, you know, in whatever way he could from the horrors of the concentration camp, um, trying to, to, you know, to protect him and to shield him, um, you know, as best he can. So I can, I can see why people would be uneasy about it a little bit. Um, but I, 
I don't know how, I mean, I don't know how you could say this man is anything but a good dad. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're all going to agree. Good dad. What do you think, Elizabeth? He's good energy. Yeah, for sure. He like the lessons we learned from Guido or Fiche is life really is. I love that the title of the movie is life is beautiful because even in the most horrific place, life is beautiful. I try to tell my kids all the time, outlook affects outcome the way that you go into school or work or thing will it will be a self-fulfilling prophecy if you think it's going to be the worst thing ever it will be the worst thing ever if you walk into church on a sunday morning and say this is going to be i'm going to meet the lord this is going to be one of the best days ever then that usually happens as well and also another lesson we can learn from guido is don't take yourself so seriously it's fun to watch this movie because he makes the most of every opportunity that scripture to do what he can to just uh be friendly to people. So again, I think he's a good dad. Yeah. Before, uh, like before they get to the concentration camp portion, when you're just learning like about his backstory and when he meets his wife and all that stuff, he's just kind of like a fun guy who is trying to, uh, create joy anywhere, anywhere and everywhere. I know. Our he's gener- very sweet. He calls his wife Principessa. Principessa. Buongiorno, Principessa. Um, you, uh, for our Generation Z listeners, you this movie came out after, before you were born, but you should check it out. It really is. Life is beautiful. Uh, most of the it places. Will make you cry. If you're a movie crier, bring the Kleenex. You will cry. It's, all the tears. Uh, it's dubbed. It's been dubbed into English. So okay. So good dad. So we have two two votes for two bad dads and a good dad. Let's move on to Elizabeth. Elizabeth told us number four had to be on this list. It was a requirement. Elizabeth said, I'm walking if he's not on there. Just kidding. <laughs> that goes to number four, Phil Dumphy from the show Modern Family. Now, Phil is the, this is what Jamie was talking about. This is the funny, dumb dad trope. We see it over and over again. He's childlike, but he's also clumsy. All right. Well, go ahead, Kev, Jamie. You wanted to, Major Jamie, say- you wanted to speak about this trope. No, just, well, yes. So there is that. I'll, we'll get there in just a second. Um, I do love this show because there are uh, a multitude of dads. In oh, here. yes. You see uh, a lot. So they're like within this family, you know, it focuses on this one family. Pritchard, is that their last name? Something like that? Yeah, Jay Pritchard. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so like it's Jay Pritchard and then his kids. Um, so there's several. It's just this one big family. There's several dads that we have here. Um, you know, to, to, to see and look at Phil is kind of the funny, happy go lucky dad. Um, but yes, he does fulfill this, this tired, worn out TV trope. And despite it being a tired, uh, and worn out trope, he is a lovable character, um, of just incompetent dads. And I don't know why men in America are not saying enough. We are not incompetent buffoons who you know mess everything up all the time uh instead we just sit around and laugh at it i don't i don't know why you guys haven't risen up and taken on the man but i guess it sells but it's it's incredibly frustrating to me men are not automatically terrible parents right you dad you're not automatically a horrible dad they're not stupid they're vital. We know from, you know, studies and all these kind of things that uh, fathers are vital to the, the growth and development of their children. And I don't, it seems disingenuous for me, you know, on one hand, when we complain about, um, you know, the decline of fatherhood and, and all these kind of things, uh, and then yet consume all this media that tells us that fathers are stupid and, you know, can't manage anything. Um, I, I, th- I think that, fighting ourselves i think as a dad we do see a little bit of phil dumpy in ourselves though because we do think like we are we are childlike sometimes like we do think fart noises are funny and uh you know and and it's funny because like uh so phil is the parent of Haley, alex and luke um he invented the phrase peer in ting Right. Because he thinks that he's like, I want to be my kids friends, um, which as a side note, uh, we learned from Laura Gilmore. That's not always successful yeah, parenting. That's true. We, and there's a bit good biblical truth there. Kids don't need other another friend. They need leaders. They need parents. Right. So um, and but here's my other thing about Phil. And we could talk about this. Elizabeth, I know you're ready to just jump in here. But Phil Dunphy is not afraid to cry. Right. And I think that's one trope. It's Captain Jamie. That's it. Major Jamie. That's in the world today is that we see. Boys don't cry, right? That's sort of what the way the world says. 
crying has been uh, called almost uh, an effeminate thing, a, a female thing. And so for a, a character like the dad, and now to be fair, in the show, he gets made fun of because he cries, right? But um, Good for him. Yeah. It's, it, there in is, touch with your feelings. It's okay. I just want to say as the man on the show, as the only one, right? Like, it is okay, guys. I know there are people out there who are vehemently disagreeing with me right now. It's okay for men to cry, all right? All right, it's a human emotion that God created. Why would it be r- bad or wrong? All right, Elizabeth, jump in. What do you think? Good dad, bad dad. The best dad. He taught us about <laughs> texting lingo. He taught us about dancing. He's given us <laughs> funny jokes. This man is a great dad. Yeah, he's he has two puns. I said the one about parenting, <laughs> but my other favorite quote was he told. I think he tells Haley, "Never be afraid to reach for the stars. If you fall, you'll always have a parent shoot." <laughs> talk about he a is. dependable dad and i he think is. that's He's what we hope dad. for we hope we hope that from our dads uh, like that and i think there's a little bit of childlike faith in him as well like he enjoys being clumsy and childlike like a kid all right cool so a uh, good dad i think we all agree good dads all right next kicking it back old school to the years of tgif if you don't know what tgif was you didn't have a childhood. All '90s kids know. Yeah, this is way back in the day before you know you could stream anything you wanted. All the good shows came on Friday night, and we met a family from Family Matters called the Winslow family. Steve Urkel. This is where Steve Urkel comes from. The dad was named Carl Winslow. All right, Carl Winslow takes care of his family. He's a tough Chicago cop. Steve Urkel is your neighbor who comes uninvited into your house all the time. If you if you don't know the show, YouTube it. It's hilarious. It used to just crack us up in the 90s. This is what we laughed at. So He's got three kids. Uh, Eddie is the son. He's the oldest. He's very hard on Eddie, but he's also super protective of his two daughters, Laura and Judy. Laura is the love interest of Steve Urkel. That's why Steve Urkel no, was not was love up. interest. He has a massive crush on her. She don't want nothing to do with him. Right, right. That's Go not home, a love Steve. interest. Go home, Steve. I'm sorry. You're right. He he has a crush on her, and she's just yes, like you're Steve Urkel. Always he's always shooting a shot. That until, Steve Urkel until he becomes Stefan Urkel, <laughs> and then all of a sudden Laura wants to pay attention. That's right. Mm. Well, that's a whole other <laughs> podcast right there. So, and then also Carl, like he, but he's also, you steer everybody. He was cheap. He's used, like, he was always looking for ways to save money. He hated paying the bills and you stayed clear of him when he was paying the bills. So Carl Winslow for, uh, uh Elizabeth, this may be a little bit before your time, but, um, good dad, bad dad. What do you think? This man has kind face and he likes donuts. <laughs> this man is a great dad. Talk about a trope that we said. Yes, they were like, oh, oh he's a cop. Officer. His favorite food is donuts. Great yeah. taste. <laughs> yeah. Yes. He is a good dad. He is a good dad. And, you know, you see it. It's a great show. Like it came on the same block as um, Full House. Full House, which is it has a lot of similarities, right? You have the annoying neighbor who always shows up inside your house and mm. um, it's a family you know, kind of family thing. But in this one, um, he does have a wife, Harriet, um, and they love each other very much. And the grandma lives with them, right? Am I remembering that correctly? Yeah, grandma Est- lives in the house. Yeah. Estelle. Yeah. I think Estelle is, yes, Estelle is the, uh, grandma. You're right. Yeah. Harriet is his wife. Yep. Yep. Uh, and so, yes, he is a good dad. Always trying to take care of his family. We also had in that same block of, uh, TV, the like updated version of the Brady Bunch step-by-step also good dad. Lots of good dads coming I, on a Friday night I in think, the 90s. I think we used to have, yeah, Perfect Strangers, I think, used to come into that block, oh, too. We That's skipped that real one. old. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, um, some lessons we learned from Carl is that parents have to financially provide for their kids. You see that throughout the whole thing. Um, he's always trying to be a good dad, but he also gets onto his kids when they leave the lights on or he's like, you know, the longer I talk to you, the more time I get to keep my money or whatever is his line. Uh, also, the show did a good job, I think, because it was an African-American family. So you really did see racial undertones about how a family grows up and how a dad who is I mean, you think about look, think about that story now, a black cop in America, in Chicago. Like if that same story was told today, it would have to, it would be completely different. You know, life was different in the 90s. 30 years ago it was just maybe not as not as visible differently for sure so that was a great great thing all right good 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 dad bad dad carl winslow from family matters good dad for me good dad 
Great dad. All right. Nick, let's take a hard right turn and go to Thanos. Bad dad. You don't even have to talk about this. All right. Hear me out. Let me try to make a case for Thanos. You are not going to make a case for this man. Here we go. Number one. They're not even his kids. He just steals them. He adopts kids. He doesn't adopt children. He murders their their parents parents. and takes them from them. (laughs) Listen, you can... It, you can skin a cat many different ways. All right. <laughs> Adopted kids, but he did kill their parents. Two, he teaches them, he trains them. But you he, can't say, Matt, you cannot say, oh, he adopts orphans. Well, the whole reason they're orphans is know. because he killed their parents. Let, let me keep going. Number two, he made these kids tough. He taught them, but he did this by making his kids fight each other. And three, ultimately, he killed his daughter, but he cried a little bit. <laughs> he said, I regret it. Uh, listen, no, Look, uh, at the, like the whole point at the end of the Avengers, this is spoiler alert. You people need to go out there and watch it. If you uh, haven't seen this, that's on you now. His <laughs> own, his children hate him so much that they're trying to help defeat him. Yes. I think we all agree. There's turmoil. Like they, they, they have mixed emotions. Like there's, it's an interesting study, but no, there, there is zero way you could justify any of his behavior to make him anything other than a terrible dad. All right, Elizabeth. He's not you, even a dad. You can't call him a dad. That's right. Okay. He's a he's a terrible foster dad. <laughs> All right. Um, I will say this before we leave Thanos, because this one was easy. I do think there's an important a real um this is the truth. I think there's an important uh scriptural lesson here from Thanos, and that's this. I'm gonna speak to the dads. Dads out there. Hear me out and know my heart because I'm going to come at you a little bit, but be prepared for this. Thanos sacrifices his kids for a greater good, for what he feels is a greater good. Is it a greater good? Parents, dads, sometimes we sacrifice our kids for what we feel is a greater good in work or status or achievement. And I'm going to say it, Salvation Army officer dads, sometimes we sacrifice our kids on the altar of ministry where we are trying so hard to be everything and be a good Salvation Army officers that we neglect the ministry that we have with our own children at home. Wow. Didn't mean to Thanos snap you all right there. <laughs> no, I think it's an important thing. It's not That's not just dads either. It's moms too. Sometimes, you know, we feel like, uh, especially, you know, speaking with Salvation Army officers, where where it's ministry, we're working for the Lord. We want to do the very best for the army that we can. Um, but because it's such a demanding job, and because you're on call 24 hours a day, sometimes your kids get the shaft. It, it's okay. It's more than okay. It's the right thing to do. To sometimes you have to say no. You have to put boundaries in place and say my kids are going to be a priority. And right now, yes, it stinks that I have to say no to this ministry opportunity, but my kids have to be a priority in my life. Thanos throws Gamora over the cliff for the soul stone. Sometimes Salvation Army officers, we are so interested in other people's souls, we throw our own children off the cliff. Sermon available at sermoncentral.com. <laughs> that thing writes itself. All right, let's go. Don't do that. Don't throw your kids off the cliff. Your All own, parents. Your kids Don't throw your have, kids off a cliff. Your own kids have souls that you need to be concerned yes. about as well. All right, let's move to, man, one of my favorite dads on TV, the OG. Now we have to give him, this is where we're going to enter the uncle phase of the neighborhood. All right, so the, the Uncle Phil from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air it, the listen if you want to see one of the best scenes in the history of dads in tv and he's not even a dad it's when he's a dad he's a, just a, yeah. not in that scene he's will's, to his nephew. will's real dad comes and says like hey i gotta go we'll hang out you i don't want to ruin it for you you gotta watch it i don't want to ruin it it came on in the 90s but then <laughs> will, ruining it. will says like he's like forget me forget you like all these things but then he turns to his uncle phil and says how come he didn't want me and just the way that Uncle Phil hugs Will Smith in the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, that's the OG scene. You are my son, Will. You are my son. Even though he's not, he's his nephew. You are my son. End of story. Oh. Ooh. Yeah, it hits you right in the feels. Listen, uh, the, one of the 
you know, as you grow older, there are certain things that will come along and will make you feel your age. And I think the first time, one of the first times I can remember ever feeling like, okay, maybe I'm old is when Fresh Prince started coming on Nick at Night. Because <laughs> when Nick at Night, when I was a kid, Nick at Night shows were black and white. Like that's right. how much older they were. Yeah, so when Nike Fresh show, Prince, a show from my childhood started coming on Nick and I, and I realized that kids these days were looking at that show the way that I looked at like the Dick Van Dyke show. Uh, I was like, Oh, Oh, I was, in, I was in my feelings. Uh, but yes, uh, uncle Phil was the greatest. Cause there was always a little bit of um, not tension, but it was always a little bit thing. Cause uncle Phil's like this, kind of straight laced guy. He had his, he's a his lawyer and then kids. he becomes a judge. Yes. And then there's through. Will who comes in, who's kind of loud and flamboyant and he brings his crazy friend, Jeff, DJ, Jazzy Jeff or whatever over. Um, and so there's always a little bit of thing there and it's not right. It's, uh, Phil's wife, Vivian is like the, the biological link there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's my nephew wife's nephew is coming in. Like he's getting in trouble out there on the East coast. So we're going to bring him in. Uh, and it creates a little, you know, there's always some little tension and, and kind of things there, but he really, he really does by the end of the thing, um, becomes like the dad. He, he is the dad to Will Smith. Um, it's just, and it is great. And that scene that you're talking about is heartbreaking. And I think when you realize, I, th I read a thing that said that it was a lot of it was improvised. It wasn't scripted that way. It came out of Will Smith's own experience with his experience, father. Yeah. yeah. With his dad. Um, and so uh, then you're like, Oh, even more feelings. Yeah. It talks, it's that scene where you see like the, the biological dad wants nothing to do with me, you know? And then, uh, to see, or I'm just a, a obstacle or a nuisance or I'm a tie down or something like yeah, that. He comes them. around when it's convenient <clears throat> for him. Now to be fair too, uncle Phil loves his kids unconditionally, but the funny trope throughout that TV show is uncle Phil has a temper, right? Yeah. So he, <laughs> he's uh, always fussing. And isn't he always, he's the one he's always throwing uh, Jazzy, DJ Jazzy. Yeah, Jeff he does. He the, throws him out the thing. He throws him out the, the house. <laughs> but I all think the time. that part of it comes from his experience in law, right? He sees what happens when Justice. things go bad and, um, you know, all these you know, kids or people are coming in front of him because they've made, you know, decisions and all these things in their life. And he wants his kids to avoid that. And they're kind of like spoiled. You have Hillary, who's like the dits, and then. Carlton with his little his little V-neck sweaters. That and dance. His crazy we'll dance never skills. get that the Carlton down. That's the and then Ashley, who's probably the most you know normal down to earth. Yeah. But like she's just an, a kid. All right, let's run the table. Uncle Phil, good oh, uncle, good dad. He's bad great uncle, dad. bad dad. What do you think, Elizabeth? Quality man. Yep, agreed. All right, so good dad again. Now let's stay in the uncle side of the neighborhood and move to Uncle Vernon Dursley, the uncle from Harry Potter. Kind of um, the same situation, right? Like he's a dad. He has a thing. He has a nephew who's in need. Of the yes, wife. Of the wife, the wife. Right. The wife is the biological link. Uh, but this, in this one, of course, Harry Potter is an orphan. So they're fan, like they take him in. But he is like the antithesis of Uncle Phil. You, he locks Harry in the closet under the stairs, locks him in his room once they finally do give him a room. Whenever Harry gets all this mail, he rips up the they mail. They only give him a room because they're afraid that he is going to magic them, right? Yep. Like he's going to curse them. And then I think this is where he loses being a bad uncle when he says, Harry, your freak parents probably deserved how they died. When you say something like that, I think that just go ahead and takes you out of the uh, good dad yes. category. Well, is he, is he a so good dad to Dursley? His, no, I'm sorry, not Dudley. Dursley, Dudley, excuse me. No. All the Harry Potter fans out there just cussed my name because I got it wrong. So he's not a good dad to his own son, you think? No, he spoils him. There's no discipline. Last year, there were 37. That's yes. my terrible English. <laughs> Stop doing that. There is no discipline. There's no like, you know, teaching of life skills. There's no natural consequences. None of that. He's just horrible, terrible. What do you think, and Elizabeth? he sends, he's oh, going to send Harry to that horrible, or he does send Harry to that horrible boarding school, St. Brutus, is that what it's called? Where they like beat you with uh, You're speaking and book and not movie. You're yes. speaking book and not movie, so I'm out. Yes, he's terrible. He's terrible all around. He might think he's a good dad, and I'm sure that he loves Dudley, but um, no, there's no, there's no redemption arc for Vernon. Dursley. What do you think, Elizabeth? I think he has one redeeming quality, and that is naming his son Dudley, 
I think that is such a cute name. Dudley? You think it's a cute so name? So cute. Oh my gosh. I, I think that that movie and book might have ruined that name, though. Because now if you name anybody Dudley, they're going to be like, oh. At the end, though, I mean, at the end, Dudley overcomes all of the horrible parenting. I don't think you're a waste of space. Isn't that his yes, line? Yes, that's what he says. I don't think you're a waste of space. And then he hugs him goodbye. So there's a little bit like Dudley is starting to come around and we don't know what happens to the Dursleys. They disappear into oblivion, yeah. but, uh, he becomes Dud. Maybe, yes, <laughs> maybe, maybe Dudley will turn out all right, despite the horrible parenting. Yeah. Some life lessons from uncle Vernon is like, like we hate, you can see hate and jealousy in his life for sure. Um, and you know, Proverbs uh, 1430 says, a heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. And you want to see envy and jealousy in a person, Uncle Uncle Vernon, for sure. And then also, uh, dads, you can't bully your children. You can't bully your children and make them feel inferior. That's terrible. All right. And we see that in Uncle Vernon, uh, this, the stand-in dad for Harry. All right. Well, we have two left on our dad list. And now let's move to one. Jamie, it was rolling her eyes and vehemently did not want him on the list. No, I did not want to talk about this guy. But that goes to Clark Griswold from the National Lampoon movies. You've seen National Lampoon Vacation, Vegas Vacation, Christmas Vacation, European These Vacation. have to be at the top of my hate, will not <laughs> watch, cannot stand. They could disappear off the face of the earth and it would make me thrilled i would not miss one iota of all right vacation well, let me christmas vacation <laughs> ne- let, mm, me, let nope. me let me make Don't a case it. let me make a case jamie <laughs> and then you tell me what you think all right um clark griswold is a dad um he's determined determined fully determined resolved to have quality time and vacations with his family even when his family doesn't want to get away he says oh we're going right so there's that he also always takes the time to give fatherly advice to his to his kids to his wife you know he's always just saying like i know these things sometimes he's just making it up as he goes along so there's that i think that's right there is good dad stuff but then you also have to remember he takes a security guard hostage when wally world's closed pulls a gun yes, on him he drives <laughs> his family all they go through all this thing and you don't even know that the place isn't open that's the enneagram one speaking right now that just be, an enneagram no, one I which realize, is that, you know, back then they were there wasn't like you weren't you know googling the things for sure but they had telephones <laughs> How are you going to drive all all that way and go through all those shenanigans and the place ain't even open? You, you've ruined Jamie, all. It's, you ruined vacation. You trying to have a good vacation? This whole vacation is trash. Sometimes it's not about the destination. It's about the oh, journey. It's a trash journey. What do you think, Elizabeth? What do you think, Elizabeth? Um, to be clear, I've never seen these movies before. Any of them? No. Elizabeth, don't. Save, your, save yourself. <laughs> Go ahead. But this man apparently likes arcade games and pinball machines. And he seems to be passionate about vacation. And I love vacation. So I think I may be good dad team here. I think I'm going to say that he is a good dad. And I think I'm going to block Jamie's answer because I think <laughs> that her bias is rubbing off so much. That he she loves his kids. He doesn't beat them or anything. Uh, compared to all the other people in this list, all the bad guys, he is naturally a good dad. But we're, I want zero things to do with the Griswold family. I will agree. He <laughs> the should Griswold have, family in the movies, not I, the real ones who are my friends and I love them. <laughs> I will I agree that, that he should he should have been better prepared. That's a life mm-hmm. lesson. That's a truth. Be prepared as a dad. Like, you know, uh, secondly, make, make mem. He wants to make memories with his family, which is a good heart. And then also but uh, memories, good memories, not pulling, bad memories. Listen, pulling, it doesn't matter. Pulling gun, pulling a gun on a security officer is a memory. <laughs> that's a, that's bad influencing. <laughs> yeah. Trash, uh, also, but trash, trash. I, I do want to say too, like, <laughs> As a trash as, movies, as trash recognized trash. <laughs> uh, fam, family, family should be priority. Dads out that family should be priority. It's always relationship with God. One relationship with your wife two, relationship with your kids. Three work four. that's your priority. All right. Last one. The the original dad from TV, the one the most when you say dad on TV, I think we said. Uh, the mom, oh gosh, what was her name? Claire Huxtable was the mom we talked about, like America's mom. Everybody votes consistently America's dad 
goes to Danny Tanner from Full House. All right. Single dad, three girls, but he brings in his brother-in-law and his family friend, which is problematic in itself. Joey, right? Is like this guy who's like a child anyway to bring him into camp. He's a clean freak, but he's also a control freak. All right. But he's very protective of his daughters. So Try to do the best he can by him. Let's talk Danny Tanner. What do you think? Good dad, bad dad. Make a case. Oh, he's a great dad. He's a great dad. You know, his wife dies on a did they ever talk about how she died? Did uh, she have cancer? I'll while you're talking, I'll look and see how up real quick. So she and so he's left with these three girls, one of whom is just a baby. And so he does, you know, what he needs. He uses the resources he has, which is his family friend and his brother-in-law, the kid's uncle. Um, and they come in and they take care of those kids. And they all grew up. I'm trying to think. I haven't my kids watch Fuller House. Michelle randomly disappeared from the show, so we don't know what happened to her. But they all grow to be successful human beings uh, with, you know, good, solid, good, solid kids. Um, And he does, you know, he does the best he can. He's a good dad. He has, you know, he works. He comes home, tries to, you know, make sure that everything is taken care of. Uh, Good dad. I don't know how you could say he's a bad dad. Pam Tanner is is his wife, and she's killed by a drunk driver. So Car accident. That just brought a downer all right don't drink and drive that's another dad lesson out there if you're don't drink and drive yeah don't be ruining people's families in the salvation army don't be drinking at all if you sign that covenant Hmm. um some life lessons for another day (laughs) some life lessons uh listen dads some of life's problems can't be solved in 30 minutes okay there are some problems out there that are going to take a lifetime to to deal with and so i think that's one of the funny things that's where you get this trope from full house is that no matter what everybody was friends and family again at the end of 30 minutes but yeah, some, except they were so mean to poor kimmy gibbler well it was a it was the thing in the 90s steve urkel kimmy gibbler did you know there's an episode i haven't found it but there's an episode where steve urkel talks to stephanie from really yeah so. no because they were on the same network, so I think it was fine. I do think it is funny, poor Danny Tanner, who really just wants Kimmy Gibbler not to ever come into his house again. And then, uh, like, even in Fuller House, she's still around. Yeah. Not only is she still around, but she's the uh, the biological mother of his grandchild, which I'm sure is just <laughs> the most pleasant thing that he could ever hope for. <laughs> I, I also think a good lesson from them, and one of my favorites is, uh, like, Steph, I think it's uh, DJ, gets a bad grade. and um, he says, one of my favorite lines from Full House is, you deserve that D minus. You deserve that D minus, which I'm like, listen, as a dad, don't be these dads who go Karen on teachers, right? Who are like these parents who are said, oh, it's not my kid that got a D minus. It's your failure as a teacher. Uh, no, sometimes our kids deserve D minuses and we have to teach them to deal with that and not swoop in and try to save the day. And last thing, dads, as Danny Tanner taught us, help with the housework. It is okay to iron some clothes or do the laundry or sweep and vacuum. All right. Don't be like, no, that's my wife's job. Stop it. Right. This ain't 1950s anymore. You can help with the housework. All right, my guy. Anything else about Danny Tanner? Good dad, bad dad. No, he's a great dad. And it doesn't get everything. Doesn't do it right. All the time. Isn't perfect all the time, but he is doing the best that he can. And most of the time he, he does get it right. And he does teach natural consequences as evidenced by that grade if you don't study you get bad grades that's on you all right by my count we had four bad dads six good dads so that's a 60 percent success rate um if out there so despite the tv trope now there are some people we could have talked about who fall into that tv trope real bad um but despite despite having to overcome that terrible tv trope that the media is always trying to get us to fall for we still have a lot of good dads so those lessons we can learn Yep. Lessons. I think the lessons we would say just to sum up, be present in your kids' lives for sure. Make them a priority. They take priority over work, as we learned from Thanos. Don't sacrifice your kids for a greater good. Um, Lead well. Lead well. And, uh, you know, I think we finished well by saying don't don't go Karen on teachers. And, and, uh, (laughs) you know, that's that. All right. Well, um, set your kids up for success in life. Right. Teaching these lessons as kids helps them to know how to deal with these things when they get to be 
grown adults. I try to say that to my kids all the time. I'm really doing my best to make you a good human being. And I just try to <laughs> mess them up. <laughs> you want them, you know, they're going to face all kinds of situations when they're adults and out on their own. You want to prepare them as best as you can. Natural teaching, natural consequences, as we saw with Danny Tanner and a couple of these other ones is a good way to do it. But like Phil Dunphy says, you have a good parent shoot. Good parent shoot. Happy. Even right. at the end of those natural consequences. So with we shouted out our moms at the end of this one. So at this one, do we want to say what's giving you joy? Or you just, you can use your you can give your joy answer to your dad yeah. if you want. All right. Shout out to the dads. All right. Who wants to go first out of the three of us? What's giving you joy or you want to shout out your dad? Who's going? Go ahead, Elizabeth. Shout out to Bob backslash chip. <laughs> to my dad. It, do you call him chip or you call him dad? Oh no, I mean he's father Hanley. Yeah. <laughs> do you call wish, him Father Hanley? I, oh, that's awesome. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Listen, you want to know, you call your parents by their first name. That's scary. Like, I don't know if I, it's still mom and dad to me because I would be like, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what would happen if I called my dad Mike. He'd probably just look at me like, what are you doing? <laughs> I do call my mom Lori sometimes, but that's mostly when she's not listening. I'm trying to get her attention. <laughs> Um, I, I'm going to go on a, a quick tangent here and just say, um, again, I'm going to be a complete homer. Shout out to my dad. My dad is gives you joy for sure. My dad is the Southern Territorial uh, Secretary for Men's Ministries. And while we're talking about dads, I just want to shout out what he's doing real quick. Um, in the Salvation Army, we have a women's department, um, which is becoming the program department, right? We have a youth department which usually has stocked pretty good, but men's ministries in the Salvation Army, and I'm just going to say it plainly, is sometimes laughed at. It's an additional responsibility that's given to another Salvation Army officer. And as much, I want to say that my dad's perseverance in trying to get men to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior is, uh, 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 he's a hero to me. And so um, it is, it's very important for him that, again, we, that, these things sometimes men get relegated, uh, not in church and in the Salvation Army. Men's camp is always going to be the same as it always is since its inception, right? But um, I just want to give out my shout out for a second. If anybody out there wants to have a conversation about men's ministries, you need to hit up my dad, Major Mark Satterley. We're both majors now, which probably is killing him for me to say <laughs> that right now. But mark.satterley at uss.salvationarmy.org. Hit him up. He's got some of the best men's Sunday stuff I have ever seen in my life. So shout out to my dad. Love you, dad. Uh, you've been, you are, you're the reason. In my life, you're the inspiration. That's an 80s song. Nobody's going to get that at all. You, I'll come up uh, with a better with one. a very large help from uh, my mother-in-law, created a super spectacular son. So shout out, Pop. If you want to also want to see what Matt Saturday will look like in the next, you know. Did I say son-in-law? 30 years. I didn't mean son-in-law. Uh, look him up. So, yep. All right. Uh, Major Jamie, you shout out your dad for your joy. Yes, I will always take the opportunity to shout out how awesome my dad is. Um, my dad is the father of three girls. He's surrounded. Poor guy. Not poor guy. He's super awesomely blessed because he has some pretty amazing my sisters are fantastic. Uh, so he, uh, my dad, one of the things that I always appreciated growing up is that my parents were a team. They weren't, there wasn't like, these are dad jobs. These are mom jobs. They were a team and they really, um, like all of life <clears throat> was like, um, was attacked as a team, parenting, taking care of the house to fulfilling their responsibilities in the army. They knew their strengths. Uh, they knew, you know, uh, what, what each other was good at. And so they, they were this really amazing team. And so my dad, um, did a lot of things for us growing up. Um, but he always made sure that we were prepared that preparation. I learned from him, um, taught me how to change, you know, check the oil in my car, how to change a tire, all those fantastic things, making sure that when I was, it was time for me to go out on my own, that I was ready and that I was prepared. Um, he would, he would go fill up my car with gas for me though. He always made sure that I had plenty of gas in my car. Um, and he still does that. If he's visiting, he's like, Jamie, does your car need gas? And so he'll go fill up the car with gas. Um, he, even to this day, I am, uh, approaching 40 much quickly, much more quickly than I would like to be approaching it. Um, but still takes care of me like a dad. The last time I saw him, 
<clears throat> he was like, Jamie, there's a rain in the forecast. Do you have an umbrella? And I was like, oh, no, Dad, because we had flown. He was like, oh, take my umbrella. We're going to make sure that you're taken care of. And I was like, oh, look, I'm almost 40. My dad still taking care of me. But you most importantly, the, you made that man stand in the cold. Well, I rain. asked him and he was like, dad, do you have something? And he was like, oh, I'll just use a garbage bag. It's fine. <laughs> Which is such a daddy <laughs> answer. Dad is sacrificing for his kids. Um, but most importantly, my dad taught me to love Jesus. And I, I can remember all the time growing up, my dad loves to study the word of God. Um, and so I learned that from his example, um, seeing the importance um, of, of even even how busy life is, how important it is to spend time um, in God's word and to love the Lord. I also have to do a shout out to uh, the foxy dad of my children, uh, who's shaking his head at me right now. King Koopa. Um, yes, Major Major Matt. That sounds so weird. Major Matt. Um, obviously, everybody's going to be like, my dad is the best dad. Uh, Major Matt has got to be at the top of the list of spectacular parents. My girls, I hope they know how blessed and fortunate they are. Uh, he is a fantastic dad, always, always ready with the fun, but always there to make sure that, um, to have those, you know, serious talks and the kids, um, go to them, go to him when they have problems because they know how much that he loves them and cares for them. Always there, always uh, making sure they know how important they are to him. So shout out to my dad, but also shout out to the dad of my children. Foxy Major Matt. <laughs> that sounds so old. <laughs> all right. To Chip, to Mike, to Mark, thanks for to uh, Matt. Thanks for all that you guys have done. Thanks for the lessons. And again, if you have uh, thoughts on these dads, hit us up. Let us know. Or, uh, you know, watch these TV shows and comment. movies. Yeah. Comment in social media. Let us know. Watch Who's these your movies favorite and TV. TV dad? Tell us what life lessons you can learn from these guys. That's going to end this episode of the Battle Line Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the Battle Line wherever you listen to the podcast. And also check out the Peer website, peermag.org. And last chance to try to work at camp, peermag.org slash work at camp. Follow Peer on the socials at peer.magazine. And lastly, want to give a shout out to our sister podcast called The Fight for Good. Until next time, this has been the Battle Line Podcast. Go get them, dads. Thanks all. See you later. Bye.